And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to click on the banner ad entitled, You Won't Believe What These Child Stars Look Like Now. Be dissatisfied, and kind of sad, about how the child stars look. And now your computer is plagued by incessant pop-up ads. Oh, this can't be good. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 clickbait minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to GEICO. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? Don't don't touch that. Believe it. GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Or do they teach you to talk like this and some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Hey everybody, this is Sugar Shane coming at you with another episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great evening. I don't even know why I introduce you like it's got a damn guest anymore. I just thought I got Billy D's with me today. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like it's some damn new thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, co-host Billy D's is here too, so I don't mean to make it sound like, oh, it's a new thing, but you know. Right, right, I got you. Uh, how you doing? How was your weekend? Wait, what day is this? Thursday. How's this is week? Thursday, yeah. Yeah, how's your I've week? Been doing, I've been doing okay. Actually, a, kind of an odd week. I've had some screwball things happen, but uh, otherwise, it's uh, it's been a pretty average week. Hey, football start, you know, you know the Browns are playing tonight. It's, pre- it's a preseason game, but. Uh, oh, it is preseason started. That's yeah. right. This is August. Yeah. Yep. Who are they playing? Do you do you know? Uh, Saints, I believe. Uh, it don't really matter about preseason that much. No. To be honest with you, preseason doesn't really make that big a difference because it's uh. Oh, Sean's listening. He said he's ready for this one. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, um, preseason. I mean, you get the damn quarterback goes in there. You're lucky if he plays a whole damn quarter. Right. Starting right. quarterback. So I don't really base. The only thing I look at preseason for is I look at see how the second and third stringers do. Oh, sure, they're they fighting pick, for jobs. Sure. Right, right. So I look and see how they do. But as far as um, even if the team goes 0-4, I don't base that on, oh, they're going to have a shitty season. There's been plenty of teams that have been 0-4 and win the Super Bowl in the preseason. So you can't base it on that. So, I mean, not, no, that, the Cle- no. not that the Cleveland Browns are going to go 0-4 and win the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. So... Don't misinterpret that. I'm not putting the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl this year. But <laughs> right, I got you. Uh, I would like to say my hope is, if I had to put a hope on the Cleveland Browns season, I would say I'm hoping for five wins. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm shooting for. Anything above and beyond that, I'll consider just about almost Super Bowl season, just to be, just to be honest. Went and saw that Dark Tower uh, Tuesday night. Okay. Well, I went with the mindset, as you know, I told you in the last podcast, I was worried about it because of the books and the movie and everything. 
Right, so, right. So, so Tuesday when I got up, my tickets were already bought because I bought them Sunday. I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go with the mindset that this is a movie based on the characters of the book and the world of the book, but not necessarily the whole series of the book. So I had myself already set thinking. That's okay. a good thing I did. Damn good movie. It was really a very good movie. I do not know what the critics were talking about it being dull and not having much story. It was very, very good. And there, cool. was some, and there were some good aspects that they got from the book. Like if you've ever read the series, uh, when Roland does some of his fight scenes with the pistols and stuff, in the movie you'll think, oh, that's exaggerated shit, you know, right there. You know, Well, you've got to keep in mind it's a fantasy, first of all. Second of all, in the book, that's how that dude is. He's a badass with right. pistols. So they really did a good job with keeping with the, with the line of the story. In that okay. aspect, and Matthew McConaughey did a good job as a man in black. So I mean, he did. A, it was a really good movie, all in all. I mean, uh, I was impressed. So if you have, if you've been having issues about going to see the movie and you're a fan of it, uh, of the books, go see it in that mindset, and you'll be all right. It's not that cool. bad. Um, they did actually incorporate. I don't know if I've ever told this in the, sto- in the podcast before, but when my um, Stephen King writes this series. He incorporates his other books into this series. And they actually had a scene in there. Of course, next month the movie, the movie comes out. I'm going to go see it too. But uh, where they go in through the woods and you see these balloons off the side. And okay. uh, and Pennywise is written up above it. And uh, yeah, I've read The Gunslinger. Gunslinger's bad. I, Shaw was talking about he. I don't know if he was saying he had read it or not. But yeah, I've read it. It's, it's a, but I had read it. Yeah, but they got Pennywise written up there, and, and they actually put that in the movie, and it's in the book like that, too. So he incorporates a lot of different things. Genius writing when you think about that. And the only other quirky thing I wanted to talk about before we get into this main issues here is I was thinking the other day I was working, and uh, we got a, uh, the deli, and then next to the deli we got what they call the gourmet food, which, you know, if you want to call it gourmet food, it's not really gourmet food. <laughs> it's shit in a box that they put in there. I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to right, be mean. Okay. I mean, they call them like chefs, and it's not chefs, man. I mean, a chef cooks food, man. A chef don't get shit out of a box, thaw it out, and put it in a damn pan. That's not, you know, hell, I can do that. I did more cooking than they did when I worked at Waffle House. And, uh, but just saying. But, so, I'm standing there, and I heard somebody over conversation, and they said vegetarian. They were a vegetarian. For some reason, it popped in my mind. That why is it we that the real word humanitarian is a good thing? Why would it be like you're a person that eats people? If a vegetarian means you eat vegetable vegetables, why would why would humanitarian uh, be? You know, it's just one of them kind of quirky English words to me. You know that you know like <laughs> you don't say heist, you say houses, but you say mice instead of mouse. You know, it's just one of them deals. So I just right. thought that was kind of a quirky word. All right, Donald Trump in North Korea. Oh uh, yeah. Man, I don't, you know, the more I've thought about it, I don't know if the man is actually in the wrong. In some talking ass, about Trump. Yeah, in some sense of the word, because we've done all the damn sanctions we can fucking do. We've sanctioned the shit to death, man, and the dude ain't listening. Right. He's still threatening to fire off missiles. Now he's talking about August the 15th. By then, he's going to attack Guam. Yeah. Don't know that he is, but that's what he's threatened. And, I mean, at some point, somebody's got to do something. And I really don't think, now I may be wrong, 
But if indeed they do attack Guam, I do not think Donald Trump is bullshit. I do think there will be something done. I don't think he's going to just sit there and say, let's put another sanction on. He doesn't strike me as a type. My only comment would be that you're right. You can't have somebody who he he's already North Korea is already much farther ahead than what a lot of the experts predicted they would be a year ago. Right. In terms of getting nuclear you know, armament ready to go. And you can't allow someone like that who's constantly threatening to get those missiles and uh, start start stockpiling them. That is correct. Sooner or later, you got to do something. My only comment would be is I don't know that you want to telegraph those things and you want to escalate those things. That's something that you want to do, you know, about the time you're doing it. You know, right. you know that's the type of thing you want to do. When uh, your what your action, whatever it may be, is already in motion, you do, you don't telegraph that in. Well, he did was asked. I think it was today. He was it was either today or yesterday. He was asked what his exact action was going to be if something did happen. And he said when he did, he would t- not tell what it was. He said right. we're not going we're not going to tell what that is. He says well, that's not what we're going to do. Uh, you know, um, and he never. I mean, he just said there to be fury. You know, and what he's going to do, I don't know, and how he's going to do it, I don't know. If something happens, and I don't know if the guy's going to do this shit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I highly he, doubt it. But I highly know. doubt it too. Be honest with you, I really don't think he's going to. If he does, I think we're looking at another Pearl Harbor. Just straight. I think it's going to be some major shit break loose. Yeah. And when we attack, it's going to be. Uh, Sean says, I think it's in place. That's why it's Guam and not actually U.S. soil. It's not U.S. soil in the sense of uh, being over here in the continental United States, but that is our territory, is it not? That is correct. Kind of like Puerto Rico. I, I believe there's two, at least two, one or two bases there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's where a few, a few, men, a few good men was based on, wasn't it? Wasn't they in Guam? I think it was where I, it was. I I'm pretty sure. That. I, I that's going back a ways, but that that seems to me like it was uh, uh, Cuba. Oh, was it Cuba? Okay. Yeah. Actually, it was Guantanamo Bay, I believe. That's it, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was. I got the G's. Yeah. Okay. But um, there's also been rumor, and Hawaii has actually gotten ready for it, that there's a chance that they could actually hit Hawaii. Oh yeah. With one of these missiles. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I, I just, I don't think he's going to do it. But if it does happen, I think it's going to be a trickle-down effect. And it's not just going to be the United States. There's going to be a lot of shit getting involved. 1999, I have to give the man credit. I watched an interview with the man in 1999 with Donald Trump. And like I've always said, I give credit where credit's due. And he warned about this shit in 1999 about North Korea in the interview. Yeah. He said, if something's not done, he said, we're going to have to do something. And he gave a time period or whatever. And he said that, uh, he said, we're going to have, and then we're going to have to strike. And the reporter was like, so you mean you talking about striking North Korea? And he's like, you're going to have to eventually if that, you know, and that's pretty much what he was saying. He said, because, you know, you know, these people, they're not they're relentless. They're stupid. Like I've told you, you're dealing with a madman. I said this on the last podcast. You're not dealing with a typical person that you can reason with. 
This man, I don't, I don't think there's any reasoning with this guy. I do not think you can reason with this fellow. I think Probably even not. if you, even, I think even if, even if we sit down and had some kind of negotiations, and we got him to hold off for a year, and we gave him whatever he wanted for a little bit, or something that he wanted for a little bit, after a year he'd be right back to the same old shit. I do not think there's any reasoning with this man. Probably not. So that's why I say I think it's going to come to a head to where something's going to have to be done, where even if he don't attack us, he's going to keep shooting missiles off somewhere, whether hitting over here in this place, off of Japan, whatever. He's going to keep doing the shit somehow, some way, to where us or somebody else is going to have to step in. Right, right. You know, if it isn't us, it'll be China, it'll be Russia, it'll be somebody. We'll have to step in and put a stop to the shit. And uh, I don't. That's why I said I don't know what can be done besides that. Because I mean, like I said, we've done done uh, sanctions, and they're clearly not working. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't I mean, seem like there's going to be a a good solution. That's for I'm, sure. I'm not an advocate of war by no means. But I do know that there are sometimes in life necessary evils. And sometimes things just shit hits the fan and you got to do what you got to do. It's just like I don't, I'm not for killing nobody, but if somebody broke in your house and threatened your home, you're going to fucking blow the brains out of hope. I mean, I'd hope you'd do something to defend right. your home because it's your home. You don't want your wife, your kids, or whatever the case may be hurt or yourself. So you're going to defend your home. So it's the same type of thing. Maybe they're not attacking here right now, but it's an, it, you know, it could be inevitable. And you got to prevent, you know, what could possibly happen. And uh, he did do something this past week or a couple of days ago, actually, that I was pretty uh, proud of. He declared, at least to me, it was a good idea. He declared a U.S. emergency over this opioid evident uh, epidemic we got in the country right, right now. Right, right, yeah. So I really was glad he did that because it has really become a damn problem and people don't realize it. Like I said on my podcast yesterday that I did last night, it's gotten so bad here that we had seven people by like five o'clock in the afternoon yesterday that had already been OD'd and was in the hospital. Wow. OD'd on drugs. And that's just in Akron. That wasn't in a state. That was right. in Akron. Yeah, I don't know why this all uh, this all started. It's really a a strange thing. I'll tell you what it is, man. I said it in my podcast last night. I don't mean to get on this and get hyped up, and I ain't going to get onto it a whole long time. <laughs> but it is when you sit down and you think about what I said last night. I was listening to it while earlier, and I said, man, that was pretty in de- that was pretty deep. It's really the problem, whether it's drugs or alcohol or whatever the case may be. It doesn't make a difference what it is. What it is is people are full of questions and they don't have any answers. And they're searching for solutions any way they can find them. Hmm. And eventually, like I said, they quit even having the questions. Right. They quit giving a shit anymore. That's why they OD. I know about people, man, that have OD three fucking times on heroin. How in the hell are still alive? I don't even know. We're not talking about a one-time thing. You know, OD'd on some heroin and then get up and go, man, I can't do this shit no more. I'm going to rehab. No. Three times. 
OD'd and still living, and I don't know how. Yeah. And pretty much been told if it happens again, they're probably going to be dead. Our morgues are filling up in this county. There's morgues filling up all over the country. People don't realize how big an epidemic this is. There are people be, that are filling up the morgues, ODing on drugs, and they're having a, they're, they're running out of room. That's how big it is. I was reading about it the other day. Oh, it's bad. There's no, and Ohio is one of the worst. Oh yeah, Ohio is one of the worst. Yeah, bad, bad on her, especially heroin. And now, and now I hear. What is that? From my, what do they put? From aldehyde, or what is it they put in that heroin to cut it with? From aldehyde, I believe. Yeah, is that what that's it one is? of the. Yeah, there. Well, well now, there is a chemical called that. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the one they're using. There's a couple of them that they're mixing in. Yeah. Yes, yeah, whatever they're putting in it. Well, now, I find out you can't even. And I'm, I'm not buying it because I ain't done it in a long time. But you can't even buy a damn bag of weed no more. They're putting that shit in it too. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, it's just, I don't understand the problem with self-destruction. I ain't looking to go. Yeah, Facebook may say I'm going to die at 61, but fuck them. I ain't planning (laughs) on going to 61. I mean, if I die, I die. I can't control it. But I'll be damned if I'm going to put shit in me to kill me. I was talking to a friend that used to be on meth. He was telling me how you make that shit. Because I'd never done it. Never have done it. Never will do it. <clears throat> and he was talking about it. And I said, son of a bitch, man. I said, why don't you just take some pool cleaner and snort it? I said, damn. I said, there ain't no way in hell you could talk me into putting that shit in my body. Yeah. I ain't that fucking stupid. I just don't get it, man. I don't, I'm not, and I say you tell you just like I tell you on my podcast. Yeah, and it is a bad problem. Georgia, like you have heroin here, Sean was talking about it, uh, meth and pills is a problem there. Meth is a big, big problem in in Georgia. I mean, hell, and one of the trailer parks I used to live in, they would actually buy, people would come in and buy trailers, gut them out, and all they'd do is cook meth in it. They wouldn't even live in it. Wow. Yeah, and they'd finally bust them, find out about it. They'd have uh, places burn, blow up. Cause yeah, I've heard about them thing. blowing up. Yeah, yeah, that, they, yeah, they would have them blow up and shit. And one thing you can always tell if you get meth around you is it smells like piss when they're cooking it. Really? Yeah, hmm. it smells like piss. But uh, I just, and I tell you the same thing I tell on the other podcast, man. Kid, help. If you want help and you tweet me at DJ Sugar Shane, I'll, get, I'll try my best try to get you some help any way I can within my damn power that I can possibly do if you really want help. Now, if you don't want help, don't fuck with me because I don't have time to waste. I'll tell anybody that. It don't make a damn who you are. But see, that's the problem. People got to get a made-up mind before they can ever get help. A lot of folks that go into rehab, they really don't have a made-up mind. Yeah. They go in, go through the motions, and they come out 36 days later, or whatever the case may be, and they go right back to doing the same damn thing. That's why you got career criminals. 
Right. They get church and get religion when they're in there. Then when they come out, they go right back to them. That's what I told a guy in there one day. I was in there when I was in the locked up in the in the, in the thing I was doing. I was at. I had a fucker there trying to tell me about God. Shit. I said, man, don't talk to me about God. I said, you know where that Bible's going to be at as soon as you get out? I said, in the fucking back seat. The first place you'll be is a goddamn liquor store. Yeah. Jailhouse religion. That's where I read the book about uh, the Muslim book. Was in there. A guy talked me into read it. I read it because I didn't have nothing else to do. I, mean, I didn't convert, but I read it. Right. But if you want help and you're sincere about it, get help. Because the only place you're going to end up is dead. You're going to be in the morgue somewhere cold, dead. And the only thing you're going to leave behind is family and friends and loved ones with a void in them that ain't got shit they can do to replace it with because you're dead and gone. You're a selfish person. And that's just straight shooting. Yeah. Because the only person you're pleasing is yourself. You ain't pleasing anybody around you by doing that shit. Pouring money into it. I'd like to have the money in some of these motherfuckers to spend on these drugs. <sighs> what about this unarmed Russian spy plane flying over D.C. and near Trump's golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey? I hadn't heard that one. What's that about? Uh, oh, you hadn't heard about that? No. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened today. How did I uh, miss that? Yeah, and they haven't said anything about it being a threat or anything, but you do. <laughs> It makes you wonder. I mean, not a threat, but it's kind of like, hey, I'm here type thing. I mean, what in the hell would a Russian spy plane be flying over it? It flew over D.C. And then it went <laughs> over to Bedminster, New Jersey, where Trump is on vacation at. Right. At his golf course. That's where it flew right over it. And, of course, it didn't do nothing. It just kept on flying. And they said it wasn't illegal. So they couldn't do nothing about it. It wasn't like, for some, I guess for some reason, it's all right to fly there. I guess they don't have no airspace over here or any problem with that. I don't know what the deal is with that. But right. uh, I said, man, why don't you just, uh, just, it's like you're just poking at him. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> just trying to annoy the piss out of him. And what is this about him? Uh, I just heard about this recently before I got on the air. Uh him, the people that the, the Russians, he thanked the Russians for something. Well, something about the uh, kicking out the diplomats. Yeah, he thanked them for that. Yeah, I'm, I and, have no idea what the rationale was behind that. I don't either. That's why everybody in Congress was stumped. They didn't even know what how to respond <laughs> to that. They were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Maybe that's why I flew the plane over. I don't know. Maybe they're just like playing damn uh, bullshit between one another or something. I don't know. But you know, he don't have. He really can't mean it. I would think. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Oh, thank you, man, for taking all the diplomats out of here. God, I heard about that, and I was like, holy shit! It's like they're playing tag. Who can piss yeah. one another off the most? That's crazy. And he's on vacation, too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's both of them at the same time. But you know, you never see him with his wife. That's true. You never noticed that? The only picture I've seen of his vacation was his bare-chested white ass out there in the damn water fishing. (laughs) (laughs) God damn, I tell you what, I had to turn my screen one way when I was looking at it on my laptop because I thought the glare was going to fucking shoot out. (laughs) It's so goddamn white. I mean, I'm white, but that motherfucker white. Well, there's not a whole lot of sun out there. Not where he's at. Yeah, true. He was in Siberia, too, where he was fishing. Yeah, that's not a good place for sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, goddamn, I know he got money. He can buy a fucking tanning bed. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> he probably don't want to be orange like ours. <laughs> yeah. That dude, man, I tell you, you know he has to do something. Because I seen him on TV today talking about North Korea. And his whole face was orange, but right up underneath his eyes and right above his eyes was white. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't, I don't I'm not know sure. either. I don't know if that's like a tan or if that's some of that spray on shit or what. I hadn't figured that out yet. I'm like, God. One of my uh, friends, I, I honestly believe she is obsessed with Trump. Absolutely obsessed with Trump. And she was tweeting some stuff today and... and <laughs> Some people are, boy. She was saying that Trump should go vacation in Guam. <laughs> oh, she don't like him. Right, right. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, she don't like. Him. She's obsessed with him in a, in a way that you know she's he, he's yeah. ruining the country and all that. Well, now and, they're talking uh, about that how was, he's. I, that was funny. I got to. Oh she yeah. Was, why, why don't he take his work? <laughs> work yeah, go over there. Down to down to Guam, and then and then we'll find out how he negotiates then. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see him do it. And what gets me is uh, he's talking about they're talking too about how he's vacationing all the time, taking these trips, and then he was talking about not doing that when he was in the campaign. Well, he sidesteps that by saying they're working vacations, but the fact of the matter is, is he's costing the United States a lot of money because he, you know, these places have to be secured and everything else, and. Uh, Camp David and all that was designed for that. Right. And he's going to all these private clubs and it requires extra, you know, extra time and, and, and skill and everything else, intelligence to secure these areas. And we're talking, you know, big, big dollars every day. But the thing so. about it is you can't really call yourself a president and say you ever take a vacation where you work free. Right. Because it doesn't matter if you when Obama took because anything can happen. Sure. Anything can fucking happen. When you go on vacation, you think you're gonna be like, "Oh, uh, Russia's fixing to bomb us." Oh no, I can't do shit right now. I'm out here on the fucking eighth hole. I gotta get this damn thing done. I ain't got time. To fuck with that son of a bitch. Tell him to wait a minute. I mean, you can't do that shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're always gonna be a working president, even when you're on vacation. Man, your vacation may mean you get a little more time to yourself, and maybe your schedules are tra- turned around to where you don't meet as much with people and shit like that, but there's always something can happen in you. I'm sure every one of them has to do some form of paperwork at times. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, because that's just the way it is. So he can't use that shit. It says, I'm going to Hawaii, but I'm on a working vacation, or wherever he goes. I, mean, I know he's in New Jersey now, but wherever he ends up going, he can't say I'm on working vacation. Right. 
I mean, yeah, he's taking a dollar a year salary and kudos to him for that. But you're still wasting money in other places that could be spent for other things. Because like you said, he could go to Camp David. It ain't like he ain't been, it ain't like the motherfucker ain't been all over the world to begin with. He could spend four years and do a little more work around here. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been fucking probably everywhere you can think of. Paris, wherever. Probably had a few vacations in Moscow. But still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh. I don't know if you've noticed the difference, too, like between CNN and Fox News, the way they're covering this uh, fury and fire and all this. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've noticed it. <laughs> if you're listening to CNN, they're practically crying. Yeah. He's going to kill us. We're all going to die. Oh, it's so oh, reckless. Yeah. And then you turn on CNN and they have these, you know, these attractive uh, Fox girls on there. Oh, the president, he's making me so hot. Oh, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's man, just yeah, you know, you're two right. different, two different, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's you know, laughable. It really was, is. They had an article, me and Christina was listening to something. I forget what it was. We were listening to that day and they, or it came on or something came on and they were talking about how journalism has started hiring all these, you know, model looking chicks. To tell the news and shit nowadays. And I said it's bad that we got to get shit like that in order to get try to people to watch news. Because bitch up there, and I don't mean to be mean, but chances are, not in all cases, but chances are some of them's got like ADIQ or below, and they're up there just reading what a damn teleprompter tells them to say, all because they got to look. What happened to the damn days of uh, what's her name, Barbara? Barbara Walters? Barbara Walters. Yeah. That, man, she's a classy-looking woman. Not a model, but a classy-looking woman. And whether people well, like her or not, she's a great fucking journalist, a damn genius. Well, that it applies to men and women. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a, yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's absolutely no question that there is a certain segment of news where they put these talking heads on, on there, and, and they look like Ken dolls and, and Barbie dolls. There's right. absolutely no question. And... Uh, you know, real journalists, people who are up, and there's there's a couple of really good ones that I do like that are putting sometimes putting their lives on the line in some of these war zones and everything else. Unfortunately, they just don't they don't get the attention, and to me, that's that's really that's sad. Yeah, it is. That's my yeah, that's mind boggling. Really, it really yeah. is. I mean, I've always I've always had an interest. I don't think I'd want to do it for for a living, most likely. But I've always had an interest in journalism from the writer's aspect. I like to write news. I like to write right. stuff out, stuff like that. I enjoyed those assignments when I was in school. And uh, but I would never want to be on the front line doing that shit. That's just not my thing. I don't want to be out there with a notepad, fucking bomb flying off in Iraq, me having to go back write a report and hope I don't get killed in the process. That's not something I want to do, but I admire them to do do it because we got to get the news somehow. I mean, even in Vietnam, all the oh, guys, absolutely. the journalists that were walking around, it's, it's unreal, the things they v- went through. Yeah, Vietnam really changed everything. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the first time that real images of war were brought right into people's living rooms. I mean, that was, uh, that was a game changer, as they say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, – I was watching that the other day, as a matter of fact. It wasn't it been about a month or so ago, but it was a thing on the 1960s, and it was talking about how Vietnam did change. And that was pretty much it. Vietnam changed the way we view war due to the images brought in the home. Because yeah. 
it was different. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is talking about, I'm not sure, I haven't gotten the whole details on this, but he's been talking about politics here lately. Okay. I don't know that he's talking about running. Who are you talking about again? The guy, the Facebook creator. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. Oh, yeah, you, you confused me a little bit. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, he's been talking about possibly, uh, from what I've gathered, I don't know for sure. I'd have to get the full info on it, but I'm thinking he's talking about running. And he's, he's a lot got of people all these, around him have denied that. I mean, he's that would be that'd be a very big pay cut for him. Well, he's talked about taking the dollar salary still like Trump does. Right, like Trump, yeah. Right. He was. I mean, he would take the dollar. I keep, I mean, that's what I've heard, that he would just take the dollar like Trump has to take. You know, I think you've got to take something even if you're in office. And I think, you have, so he takes the dollar, you know. But um, I think that's what he would do. I mean, he wouldn't need the money. I mean, he could still, Facebook pretty much runs itself now. I mean, he probably don't have to do shit hardly. But, I mean, just to be honest. I mean, he set it up, got it going, but, I mean, besides CEO meetings and yada, 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 I mean, hell, the son bitch really ain't got to do shit. The advertisers just pour it on the damn page. He just, I mean, it runs itself. They don't need to sit over it, technically. He could just yeah. be sitting in the White House running the office and the damn money just be poured in his fucking bank account. <laughs> you know what? I'm not sure how well liked he is. That's my thing. That's my thing. I don't know how well he liked he is in order to win an election. And, and and some of the things that Facebook does in terms of tracking your behavior and things like that, I'm not sure I'd want that in charge right. of What'd the government. Right. That would be the next thing he'd set up. Yeah. But, I mean, he had some ideas as far as the, uh, from what I understood, he had some ideas about his, uh, about the environment. He had some ideas along yeah. that way. Um, they wanted to get into his religion. Of course, they always want to know what their religious background is of the president. And he said that a lot of people thought he was an atheist. He said, no. He said, I had my faith was in question at one time. He said, because just like anybody, he said, but I was raised Jewish. And I think that's pretty much what he is now is Jewish. But, uh, well, you know, this whole thing about having people like him run. And we hear this about The Rock, and we hear this about Kid Rock, oh, and all yeah. the other rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and uh, I, I don't know. Whatever happened to the idea that that lawyers and public servants should be running for president? Right. When did that change? Yeah. Well, well when, when did we stop turning away from statesmen and women to go for these half-assed celebrities? When, when did that start happening? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know why that started. I would like to see an everyday common Joe get in office. I would like to see what I'm not saying it had to be president, but I would like to see an everyday common Joe don't have a law degree necessarily. A common sense man that thinks with logic. Get in office, not a celebrity. Win an election. Or at least run and have a good run at it. I would love to see that. Thing about it is it takes so much money, it usually yeah. don't happen. Right. That's exactly right. Because if they don't have the money, these motherfuckers that run, they got the money. That's why they're running. Hell, Donald Trump didn't have no money. Run. I'll pay for the whole campaign. Hell, I guess so. You should. Goddamn. Why should I pay for the son of a bitch? You got all that damn money? 
I mean, Hillary poured all kinds of money into her campaign, much less what all she cooked in contributions. I mean, you, you, if I got up there and said I'm going to run for president, you think I'm going to pull that kind of fucking money in? Right. Hell no. Do I think I could do the job? I think with the right crew around me, I think I could do any damn thing I wanted to. Do I want the job? Hell fucking no. I have no desire to be a politician. As of yet. Don't know that I wasn't down the road, but as of right now, I don't have any fucking desire. Right. Because the bullshit that comes with it. Man, I know I couldn't do it on my own, but nobody does it on their own. They got advisors. They got crew around them. Everybody's around them. You think Donald Trump sits up there and just, all right, this is it, this is it, and he does it all on his own? Hell no. Some of these decisions he's made, believe it or not, everybody wants to place all the blame on him, but some of these decisions have been people that have been in his ear. Let me tell you, it's almost like Game of Thrones. You got a king or a queen, you got the hand over here. You got the right hand that can manipulate the mind of the king or the queen. You don't need to, that hand don't need to run for office. They're getting their way by being in that leader's ear. They don't you got the right person underneath them. You don't need nobody. You don't need to run for office. You'll get what you want out of your country through manipulation. It's happened many a times. President's just a figurehead. He's got his job, don't get me wrong. But he's got the wrong one in his ear, man. Or the right one in his ear. It can go either way. So the country's run by a big, big deal. Big whole lot of people. Not by one person's. Well, I got a little piece of bad news. I don't know if you heard about this. Snapchat. Two juvenile girls have been arrested for putting, they were babysitting an eight-month-old baby. And they decided it was going to be funny as hell to put the eight-month-old baby in a refrigerator. Yeah. And they I have heard about that. Yeah, Snapchatted they, they, the video. They didn't. They didn't leave the baby in there too long, did they? No, no. no. They. Uh, it was in Massachusetts. They got the. They. They apprehended them, arrested them, and the baby's fine. They returned to the. To the uh, family, the parents. But the thing is, the lesson I'm telling you here: watch who the fuck you let watch your kids, man. Now, from what I understand, these were rel- the, the one girl was a relative. Yeah. You shit okay. that don't mean does it? Yeah. You know, you got to realize just because they're blood don't mean they're fucking not unstable. Right. Well, I got my family. Point, my, I my got point was, yeah. My oh, point I know was, what you're saying. This wasn't somebody that just got pulled in. Oh, no. The they did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They didn't. No, I know what you're Yeah. I get what you're saying now. They didn't just call somebody and say, well, you know, babysit, die 1 800 babysit and get somebody they didn't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But that, but that's the point. That's what I'm saying. That was just because you know you got to make sure because hell, there's people in my family I wouldn't let babysit my boys. Shit, no. Right. But 
I mean, that's your kids. You have to take care of them. You know, make sure you get the right one. In Elmira, New York, a 17-year-old's been arrested because she left her eight-month-old baby outside of the home for three days in a bag. Man. Baby's fine. Thank God. It's a wonder. It's a miracle. Three days, a baby eight-month-old in a bag. But uh, she's going to be charged with attempted murder. How in the hell do you do something like that? 17-year-old, you'd have been better off, and I hate to say it, but I mean, this is why I'm pro-life. You'd have been better off to have got, or or pro-choice. You would have been better off to have gotten a damn abortion, then you wouldn't have been facing an attempted murder charge. Now, because your ass is so fucking stupid that you have the baby, then put it in a bag, leave it outside your house for three goddamn days, Man, I tell you what, I hope they throw a book at her so goddamn hard it knocks her upside the head while she's on her way to the damn jail. Right. That kind of shit just eats me up, man. That don't, that don't even come, that don't, that don't even add up. I mean, why don't you just take it like to a damn fire department or police department or do something with it, where, you know, where it stands a chance. Yeah, sure. Take it to a hospital. Don't you watch enough movies where they put it in the basket? Hell, even Moses' mother knew to put it in the damn basket and put it on the damn water. <laughs> Son of a bitch. People don't even have love for their own anymore, man. These people in this world don't even have love for their own without natural affection. Yeah. Mm-mm. Now they're trying to say, should allowing kids to play football be considered child abuse? Oh, that's a, com- a comment that's been coming up here lately. Well, while I admit it is dangerous, can cause a concussion to your children, I hope mine don't ever want to do it. But the fact of the matter remains, the only way you can make a child abuse is you'd have to do away with a damn football in high school and shit like that for anybody under 18 years of age. How the hell could you lock up parents for child abuse and then have the damn kids go to high school playing football? Well, with kids under a certain age, football isn't the only dangerous sport. I mean, baseball is extremely dangerous for young kids. Right. And I would imagine soccer as well with concussions and, and things like that. Uh, but there's no question that with baseball, there's any number of fatalities every so often with young kids who don't have the reflexes not being able to get out of the way of a line drive. So, I mean, uh, how far do you want to take this? And then the other thing you have to keep in mind, too, that without question – and I'm not saying that football is a great thing for your kids to get involved in. That's a decision that you have to make. Right. But it, but in the broader context, in terms of what other things kids can get involved with, would you rather have your kids run in the streets? Would you rather have your kids on yeah. dope? Would you ra- at least a football is a constructive endeavor, and right. you have a you have adult supervision. And there's rules and safety rules in place to keep it as safe as possible. Now, nothing, including walking up and down the stairs, is safe. True. 
So it's 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 something that you have to take a calculated risk with. Weigh the benefits versus you know the dangers. And I would imagine the older kids, when once you start getting to, into that late high school and you start getting into college, that's where the velocity of the hits become much worse. And that's where you know some people are cut out for it, others not. You have to accept the risk if if that's something that you're going to do. And uh, you know that's something that's a very individual decision. Right. Yeah, I'd rather them be in that, be on the streets, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. And I want my kids to eventually take karate. I would like to. I mean, hell, that ain't safe either, so. No, it's not. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, got another little interesting fact before we got one minute, a little over a minute here. Women do this more than men, I'm sure, but riding down the road and you know you're on a vacation, you pop your feet up on the dashboard. Oh, yeah, very dangerous, yeah. Very dangerous. They said that reason why is when you go in, you got your feet up on the dashboard and your car hits something, that bag comes out at 100 to 220 miles per hour. And it could hit your leg and your knee could go through your eye socket. Is one of the reasons why it's dangerous is because of the airbag. It's got so much pressure, your knee could go backwards and go straight into your eye socket. So think about that next time you pop your feet up on the dash. <laughs> yeah. And Glenn Campbell died, the rhinestone cowboy. Died at uh, 81, yeah. Died yeah. At 81 years old. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I liked I, He made him a couple. He was in True Grit. That was a good movie. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah he did a little couple movies, too. Yeah, with the Alzheimer's, it's a, it's a bad one. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all we got. I'm going to be back. We'll be back here Monday. Uh, I'll let you know how my, I'm going to do some improv classes Sunday, uh, improv class Sunday, and I'll let you know how that goes. Awesome. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.